Um, so I was in Greenville, South Carolina for a wedding last week. We, we got breakfast at this place where when you walk up and place your order, you don't give your name for when the order's ready. What it is is they have a question of the day, and whatever your answer is to the question of the day is what they call out when your food is ready. And the question of the day at this place was uh, if you could have a biscuit with anyone past or present, who would it be? And, uh, and so the funniest part to me was that the one guy who worked there who was responsible for shouting out the answers when, those, when the people's food was ready uh, hated, hated his job. And I happened to be sitting at a table near enough to him where I could hear him like have to yell out the answers. And so I was watching him. He'd get the food. He'd look at the receipt. He'd kind of like roll his eyes and then he'd say, order for Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, <laughs> order ready. Michael Phelps. <laughs> he got so mad doing it. I thought he was going to quit on the spot. So as I was watching him, I thought, how funny would it be if I then ordered something else and said, Queen Daenerys Targaryen, un- unburnt, you know, <sighs> ruler of the Andals, whatever that whole title. Just and make his day. Watch him quit on the spot. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough. That's I'm out it. Of here. I'm out. It's not worth $7 an hour. Give me out. Give me out now. <laughs> tap out. Tap out. Yeah. This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with Aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> That was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. Welcome in to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. I'm Chet, here with Rodney, and we're joined again by Lyndon. Welcome back, Lyndon. We didn't have you last week talking to uh, Paul Walter Hauser. Yeah, it was a great interview. Sorry I missed it, but happy to be back. No problem. I did I'm make glad the... we didn't let you down. <laughs> no, you did. It was a really good interview. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. We missed you, but it was great. So, like, if Paul texts us and says, hey, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I'd love to do this with you on a weekly basis... I don't know, Lyndon. You might you might have some uh, competition. Well, let it be. <laughs> I might start a revolution. Yeah, I'm definitely lower on that list, though, Lyndon. So don't you worry. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so yeah, this is down the hall podcast. And each week, we help you take back movie night um, by giving you a movie night pick of the week because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just scrolling through Netflix looking for a movie to watch. So as such, um, Chet, I'm going to ask you. If I were able to give you, gift you, wrapped in a bow, 115 hours back to your life, what would you do with it? Yeah, this is a, I got to look back on my, on my week and some time I spent this week that Lyndon asked us to uh, help him and his, his boys, his crew, who uh, play fantasy rugby, <laughs> I guess. Is, it, is that what you would call it? Fantasy rugby? Like, yeah, it's a fantasy rugby league. Fantasy yeah, rugby the, league. Uh, the Six Nations. Just one thing real quick. Okay. There are stats in rugby. Well, obviously. Okay. But, but like, <laughs> like points scored, kicks, tackles, tries, meters run, meters turnovers. Run. Does it matter if they have the ball in their hand? Because I feel like the ball is constantly in flux. So who's keeping track of who has the ball? Like in American football, one person has the ball clearly and gets thirty yards. You know, but how does that work in rugby? <laughs> Well, you don't get like points for just running around without okay. the ball. You got to have the ball, yeah. So people are constantly as like, riveting as this is. I'm going to interject <laughs> with uh, with the answer. 
of the 115. So Linden asked us to help him and his buddies determine their draft order. Mm-hmm. And their their way that they thought they would do it is they would each go to downthehallpodcast.com. They would mm-hmm. scroll down and recommend a movie for us, like mm-hmm. for a movie night pick. And that you and I, Rodney, had to pick or order one through five what we thought were the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the submissions were were really good movies and others weren't. And But all of them were – well, most of them were pretty creative too in, in what they said. Uh, and and then I – and then I Skyped in or FaceTimed in with, with them and they all were, you know, a few deep. And, uh, and, <laughs> and so I, that was really fun watching that happen. But, yeah. uh, and then gave the answers, you know, five through one. And uh, Lyndon, Lyndon, you got what? Second place? I got second place, with yeah. With Warrior, the movie Warrior, yeah. which is a great, great film. film. But the last place guy who turns out actually finished in last place last year. Sacco. He, he picked uh, Sharknado. He picked Sharknado as his movie night, as his movie night pick. Yeah, well, it's clear why he's not winning anything. You don't have <laughs> any talent of picking something. And I have to say, <laughs> Warrior was number two because I just knew that that I, I was like, Lyndon is trying to like shoehorn in a number one pick, and I refuse to let Warrior be number one. When when Chet, your list had it at number two, I was like, I mean, I would say it's Warrior's number one, but I'm not letting Lyndon get away with this. He knows us. <laughs> But number one was Lion King, and that is a great film. Deserve the top spot. And yeah. why? Who can't who's, say I've ever seen it? Who, why did someone else pick <laughs> Tokyo Drift? Um, uh, that is Sir Clive. We call him because he he doesn't watch many films, and he loves the Fast and Furious films. You know, uh, everyone knows that anybody, guy. Yeah. Everyone knows the guy who doesn't really watch movies, and when asked what his favorite movies are, they're all starring Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And he, I, we can't even get him to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy films, which annoys me. Which also has Vin Diesel, so at least maybe. Oh uh, yeah, well, that's surprising. Hmm. But you got to know, you, you want Vin Diesel as Vin Diesel. You don't want him as a tree. Yeah, <laughs> well, obviously. In in Ryan's case, that's what he wants. He wants Vin Diesel to be yeah. able to look at him. <laughs> So, uh, so that was a lot of fun. So the guys went to our website and recommended a movie for us, and then we we ordered them. And actually, today's episode is based off of a recommendation that one of our listeners did the exact same thing. Actually, yeah. went to our website and scrolled down and, and recommended this film to us. Uh, so we're going to talk you through our pick of the week. We also have one to avoid, and then Lyndon has created a Game of Thrones themed quiz. What is it called? Uh. Game of Thrones, A Feast of Films. A Feast of Films. Okay. And that is because um, the movie of the week is starring someone from Game of Thrones. So if you guys are ready to, um, let's get right into it. Let's go. I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. I'm psyched. And here we go. So the movie pick of the week is brought to you by Ivy. Who, like I said, scrolled down to downthehallpodcast.com and recommended Me Before You. Uh, it is available to you on Amazon Prime. Came out in 2016. It is a uh, drama romance rated PG 13. It's just shy of two hours long. And it is starring Amelia Clark, AKA Daenerys Targaryen, Daenerys Stormborn of the House Targaryen. First of her name, The Unburnt, Queen of the Andals, and the First Men, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea. Breaker of Chains and Mother of Dragons. You know, I can't believe that you gave me flack for asking about something actually legitimately interesting like fantasy rugby to do that. <laughs> it's far more interesting than what you just tried to pull off. We're not talking Game of Thrones. 
It's also starring Sam Claflin, who I, I did not see in many other things prior to this, but he was really good in it. And it's directed by Thea Chirac. Um, and Rodney, why don't you tell us what this movie is all about? Yeah, so basically, uh, this movie is about a wealthy young man, um, and he has become paralyzed due to a motorcycle accident. And his parents, and mother specifically, hire Amelia Clark to come and be his caretaker. And I think one of the hopes there is that her kind of optimism and um, kind of cheery disposition that in the process of taking care of him will also be able to help him recognize that he can still have a life worth living. The underbelly of this whole movie is that, you know, he's ready to accept that he doesn't want to live anymore. And, you know, the, the whole conversation around whether that's how he should or shouldn't be, you know, and, um, and I think, you know, in the process, he's trying to probably counteract Amelia Clark's cheeriness and, and optimism, um, you know, countering it in some ways. And, uh, she's also trying to counter his depression and, um, it's, I don't know. I, I would say it's a really well done movie. Um, Chet, you and I saw this in theaters together, romantic night. It was quite lovely. Um, and, <laughs> Uh, someone like Ivy to recommend it. I think if it were entirely depressing, she probably wouldn't have recommended it. Well, first of all, I'm not sure Ivy's a real person. So this sounds like a Rodney pick to me. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually my alter ego. That's how he I, like circumvents. Yeah. Like he can't so convince us of the movie. Yeah, Rodney's yeah. known as Ivy at the weekends. Yes, it's uh, it's don't don't worry about what I do on the weekends. Okay, Linda. <laughs> okay. So back back to the film. I think the setup is not new. It's um a rich kind of gruff guy who's a bit, he's a bit closed down and a bit grumpy and gets someone from a lower social class who's bright and happy and they kind of rub off on each other and they, they affect each other. And you, you get what you expect from this film to a certain extent. It's very much like uh, the Nicholas Sparks kind of films like Notebook and those kind of films. You, you know what to expect. Yeah, that's a good point. But it um, has a different, a different approach because the man's not just emotionally broken, he's physically broken as well. And I think it, it treads a fine line because, because of his social status, a lot of the uh, disabilities, which would affect other people day to day, he kind of breezes by because he has well, a lot of money at his disposal. But the, the film is about the relationship between the two main characters and it's very well done. You do become invested in that relationship. I think to say anything else would be going into spoiler territory. Yeah, for sure. And I think anytime we're making a decision like this, like we don't consider ourselves movie reviewers. So it's not like we're looking for the best, most critically acclaimed movies all the time. I think what we're really trying to find are interesting, entertaining, good movie night picks. And I think that this exactly. is exactly what that is. And yeah. it's accessible. And ones that kind of um, accessible, yeah, and fly under the radar a bit. Sure. And beyond that too, we try not to give the same genre each week either. And we, yeah. we, do our best to kind of swing around in different genres of movies. So this, you know, as a romantic drama, uh, we haven't done a lot of those. I think this one's a great movie night pick. And Amelia Clark, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones and you've come to understand her disposition as being powerful and kind of triumphant, mm -hmm. uh, in this, she is like so meek mm -hmm. and unassuming. And she just takes on an entirely new character, which actually, in my opinion, showed more of a di like diversity in her approach as an actress. I, I liked her a lot. But have you ever watched any interviews with her? Yeah, yeah. She's Since, very think, more like, much in reality like the character in Me Before You than Khaleesi. Yeah, I, 
what you say, like in the sense that she doesn't have dragons. Oh, that. Yeah. Not fireproof. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Like most likely has not slept with her nephew. Most likely. Okay. You know, I, I get what you're saying. She's definitely more like the character of me before you. Yeah, it's her nephew, not cousin, right? Yeah, no. Makes it creepier. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know what your uh, tolerance for incest is, <laughs> what your scale is. <laughs> I don't know. So, gentlemen, what did you guys give it on a scale from 1 to 10? I'll start with uh, I gave it an 8. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a soft, I have a softer spot for, for this genre of movie, but I think it was more than just a movie I'd recommend. It was one that, you know, if, if a lot of romantic comedies and dramas that do a good job would be a 7, uh, this one I think did a little bit better than that. Yeah, I think for me it's – it's a seven. It's a, it's a good film. It's worth your movie night. Uh, it does exactly what you expect from that genre. I will echo that. I'll also give it a seven. So pretty high scores. Uh, what did IMDb give it, Rodney? So on IMDb, currently it is sitting at a 7.4. Yeah, which we've said a million times is a very high rating for, for that particular website. Absolutely, yeah. I think anytime you're, you're yeah. floating above set, like 7.0, I mean, you're, you're talking, you're getting... Uh, a good rating there. But uh, as we do so often, let's transition to the professionals. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Loathe entirely. I like you a lot. All right, so on Rotten Tomatoes, it is currently a 57%. Um, so, Chet, as you had said before, the majority of critics also agree <laughs> that it is a great movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The majority do agree. Most critics, I would say. Most critics believe that this is a above-average movie. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm glad you explained that. I always get confused. Yeah, I know. Tomatoes. I, I, the concept's tough. Well, you're confused because you think it's pronounced tomatoes, and that's that can't be fixed. <laughs> well, you're confused because you'll think it's pronounced tomatoes. See, that's that British comeback yeah. humor. <laughs> well, Lyndon, what, uh, what were the best and worst reviews? Uh, so the worst reviews, um, we're coming back to our – our ex of slant magazine or slant magazine. How'd you say it? <laughs> I, I don't refer to it anymore as anything. So, Oh, I like how he says that again, the the person who acts like, Oh, it's not me. Who's not over her. It's her. So what did they spew this week? Uh, it punks its impressionable audience into believing a lie, then punishes them for their foolishness. I think we're, yeah, whatever. You have to kind of go into spoiler territory to go into what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this probably well, obviously has to do with the euthanasia climax. to some degree, yeah. right? Um, hmm. There's a okay. joke in my head that has to do with Slant Magazine and has to do with euthanasia, but I wouldn't dare make that joke. <laughs> so, Lyndon, what was the best review? Uh, the best review comes from Entertainment Weekly. The film will feel familiar to anyone who sniffled through Love Story or The Fault in Our Stars it's better than both. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, even, you know, if we were to say Fault in Our Stars, which I think was a, a great mm. movie as well, um, you know, this one is a little bit more, you know, isn't constantly drama, mm. where that one is kind of really heavy. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So yet another week where Slant Magazine gives a worse review. Uh, but we also, in, this, in our episodes, will do a movie to avoid so that we can help save people's time, not just by giving them one to watch, but also, hey, help you sift through these uh, endless options out there. Rodney, I think you have the movie to avoid this week. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on 
Shame on you. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. This one's hard for me to put out there just because it features Kevin James. It was a Netflix original. And I had no aspirations for it to be a movie that I thought was uh, an eight or higher. But I thought for sure it'd be a nice solid seven because I give uh, Kevin James movies a pretty easy bar. Um, However, this one was pretty weak. It's a story of an author who's writing a book that basically right before he submits, he's been kind of like an unsuccessful author right before he submits it. He then at the last second decides to call it a true, like true, like memoir. He like writes memoir as like the last very thing before he hits print on the story. And therefore from that point in time, he becomes like this, like the focus of news and, and uh, he now starts to lead a life as an international assassin Uh, and people believe him and he's on all of these missions. And it's just, I mean, beyond the premise of just like how that would ever happen or be believable or that someone's fake written book would actually sync up with real life and real events and real people. um, It just was overall not good. And I, also just makes me wonder it kind of ties in with a lot of the netflix movies that i feel like we've we've talked about that it just felt like were they trying on a lot of these you know some of the adam sandler ones like what's what's your verdict if you saw this like they didn't believe this was going to be a good movie right like i mean is that fair well for your for you to say any kevin james movie isn't worth watching it has to have been pretty terrible because i feel like you're very forgiving to to him and you're saying to avoid it uh what was it memoirs of a International Assassin, right? Memoirs of a Geisha. Of a Geisha. Got it. Avoid <laughs> Memoirs of a Geisha starring Kevin James. I would say that I would actively avoid that. Yeah, he's, he's not believable as a Geisha. All right. So <laughs> now as we turn to the next phase of this, uh, this episode, I think Lyndon has uh, – well, you know what Lyndon does? He brings fa- – he's famous for quizzes. You know, like Philly is famous for cheesesteaks. Lyndon's famous for, for quizzes mm. and lists – and I, he literally whipped this up this afternoon, like kind of last minute. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And I have a feeling that it's uh, it's going to be good. So, Linda, what what is this? What are we doing? Uh, so, we've got a Game of Thrones quiz uh, because a Game of Thrones films quiz, Game of Thrones feast of films, uh, because we're Amelia Clark, obviously from Game of Thrones. So, I thought we'd explore through a quiz what other films the stars of Game of Thrones have been in. We do it. It's uh, first person to speak up, so we need to decide on buzzers. So I think our buzzers will be you can de- you can decide between you choose your favorite Game of Thrones house. <laughs> so you have to say House Stark, House Lannister, whatever you want to say, mm. and then you get your your chance to answer. All right, Rodney, what's your favorite uh, Game of Thrones house? I'm gonna go with um, the Greyjoys. I'll take the Greyjoys. I'll so go House Stark Greyjoy and House Stark. Yeah, because it's one syllable Mo- and easier to say, <laughs> and a much better choice. I figured I'd pick the one that would least likely win in an actual fight. That's why I picked the Greyjoys. So we shout out, and then we can give the answer. Yeah, and there, there could be multiple points to each question. All right. Okay, so first question. In our recommendation tonight, me before you, there was another actor from Game of Thrones. Who was it, and who did he play in Game of Thrones? Stark. Yes, how uh, Stark. Oh, sorry, um... It was Tywin. Oh, Lan- yeah, it was Tywin yeah, Lannister. Yeah, it was Tywin know, Lannister. That, yeah, yeah uh, so that's one point for Chet. I don't know the actor's name, it, but oh, gosh, it, 
I probably just read it too as I was looking through this movie. Um, um, I don't know the actor's name. I'll never remember. Uh, Rodney, any? Is it Mr. Sleek Old Man Silverhair? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Dang it. How did I forget that? <laughs> I thought it was a very literal name. Okay. So that is not correct, unfortunately. Oh, man. Uh, it was Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Charles Dancer. Charles Dance, not Dance. <laughs> yeah, he's Dancer. definitely Charles Dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So next question. Uh, which Game of Thrones character has already featured in one of our popular recommendations? It was a film set in Ireland. Oh, Stark. Um, it was uh, Littlefinger, uh, Sing Street. Oh, yeah. God. So Sing Street won one point, Littlefinger one point. And can you tell me the name of the actor? Definitely not. Okay, so after two questions, uh, Chet's taking a strong... Oh, House Stark's taking a tr- strong lead at three to one. Mm. Okay. Which, so two points on offer here, the character and the actor name. Who starred, which Game of Thrones actor character starred in the Christmas classic Elf? Stark. Uh, yeah. Peter Dinklage, Tyrion. Oh, Elf. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name in, in Elf, but... No, that's fine. No, he's an angry. He was, a, he was an author. Um, I don't remember what he was in that either. Uh, okay, no, that's uh, five to one then. Doing well, Rodney. Doing well. Wait, what did I even get? Yeah, one wait. For? What did you give him in one point? I'm, I'm giving one for turning up. Oh, <laughs> wait, oh good. I like so that. you get points for writing his name on the SATs. I got yeah, you exactly. Yeah. Only Rodney would feel good about it. I like it. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Rodney. This this <laughs> this question will favor you as well. Uh, which Game of Thrones characters uh, or actors are also part of the Star Wars universe? Stark. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, Rodney, did you go for that one? <laughs> uh, we've got Star Trooper Chewie. Wait, I said it. Get out of here. Harry Man. <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. Uh, is in is in Star Wars. Um, that's all I can think of right now. And what is her character name in Star Wars? Oh. Gosh, I don't remember. Why? How do I? Oh, Phasma, Captain Hayden Phasma. Yep. And and Captain uh, um, Hayden Christian. I'm just a broad, man. <laughs> okay, so that's an extra two points for Chet. And there is uh, another Game of Thrones actress who's also going to be in the Star Wars film that's coming out in a couple of months. Yeah, Amelia Clark is going to be in the yeah. Han Solo movie. As what? Han Solo? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so that's eight points to one, Rodney. You're doing well. You're doing Thank you. Well. Uh, this is going to be like get... a golf rules. The lowest points oh, wins. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, maybe. I'm maybe. doing we'll amazing. Uh, at least, as long as you're happy, that's what counts. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay, next one. This is actually going to favour you, uh, Rodney. Uh, I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> who, which Game of Thrones actor... Uh, in a film, took on Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann, and Kate Upton. And what was the film? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bing Bing, what's my name? Greyjoy? <laughs> Greyjoy, yeah. The Other Woman. And yes. his name is... Dang it. Uh, I know he also did the movie called Small Crimes. His name oh, is the Jamie Lannister. Slayer. Yeah. Jamie Lannister. No, the, the actor's name is... Uh, uh, is it Alexander? Walter Caldo. Walter... Uh, Walter 
Walter White, Caldo. I, um, I, Nicolaj Costa-Waldo. Yeah, him. Oh, Waldo. Where's Waldo? Yeah. So I'm going to give Rodney, for no apparent reason, four points for that question. I like it. What is so, it? Uh, eight, eight points to five. Well, so I'm, I'm only one question away. <laughs> the, the reality... Well, no, no. You, wait, you got four. So you got the other woman, Jamie Lannister, Kingslayer. I said Jamie got... Lannister. <laughs> Yeah, but wow. I would have gotten Jamie Lannister. You were just all you American in, guys sound the same. You were butting in after I had already rung in. I only butted in with nonsense, not real answers. <laughs> okay, so a couple questions left. Okay, so we're tied Who, now. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll give you a one point, Rodney, for suggesting it's tied. It's not. Okay, thanks. Uh, it's, it's eight point. Eight points play six. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's close. Uh, points for optimism. Yeah, thank you. Okay, who um, who was a who was um, which actor was asked why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane? Oh, um, wait, how is this Game of Thrones related? Oh, the actor was asked that. Yeah, which oh. actor was asked that? That was a pretty good Bane impression. Oh, thank you. I'm almost I've been working on that for a good hour. Distracted <laughs> that was by good. it. Uh, which actor? Why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane? That's pretty good. He doesn't. Why, why didn't we didn't he need the horses? clarification. He just wanted to. Do it. <laughs> I just wanted to do it again. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, give no us idea. a hint. We've already, okay. We've already had him as an answer already. Peter Baelish. Yes. Wow. He was the guy at the uh, the plane right at the beginning of the Dark Knight Rises. What's his name Aiden Gillian. Yes, that's. Oh, well, that gives two you points. two points. That's tied. It's all tied. It's all tied. Is Rodney now leading? Oh, it's tied. It's tied, yeah. it's tied game, and <laughs> there's only one it? question left. He's, He's actually got, in a British accent. He just got. Uh, Is Rodney now leading? <laughs> he, he just. He answered the. He answered the question. One question, and he got eight points. <laughs> I don't I make am, the rules. I got I the other woman. <laughs> the other woman had to be the this hardest. Is like, given its lack of notoriety, this is literally like Family Guy when they mix in the kid Trivial Pursuit questions for Peter. <laughs> it's, no, but listen. To be fair, what color are the red fire trucks? <laughs> Which actor from Game of Thrones took on the volcano in the film Pompeii? Let's go with uh, Jon Snow. You don't have an answer. Wait, wait. What did you say? Jon Snow. And the actor's name? And the actor's name is... Um... Do I get to chime in? No, 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 no. Hold on, John Snow. Hold on, give me a second. I do know it. Um, uh, people really like him. What's his name? John Snow. Um, you know nothing, Rodney Hart. Hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> give me one initial and I get it. What is this? Uh, first initial is K. K. Why? What's the last initial? H. Why, why don't I get to play? <laughs> K H, and I still can't pu- pull it out. How stark? It's Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, so well, that... so tie game. No. Yeah, tie game. But I've got a backup question. Don't okay. worry. Very quick one. Which you knew uh, it might come down to a tie. That's the worst planning you've ever. No, done. Rodney. It didn't come down to a tie. He made it a tie. <laughs> what? This is the this is the scary problem. Is that like a week from now, Rodney will believe wholeheartedly that he tied me. I yeah, did tie is, you. I did tie you tied. with a, with a handicap because that's how I went approach this whole quiz anyway. <laughs> okay, last question. Here we go. There's only one answer on offer. Uh, which actor or character from Game of Thrones has been also in the Harry Potter series? Charles Dance. Incorrect. But I'm okay. just checking that because he may have been. <laughs> but he's not the answer I'm looking for. He was involved in The Red Wedding. 
give me give me give me an initial house <laughs> <laughs> dark tell him who it is wait i still don't know he was involved with oh, the... wait, just say the initial give me the rodney initial. i want you to know rodney's pushing me away from the microphone <laughs> right now physically pushing me away no no let me answer the question uh it's um uh uh walter frey yes correct yeah well i got it first so how <laughs> when I said he was fed his own he was fed his own family and a pie, pork pie <laughs> i just didn't know his name that can't that I can't be asked to know his name. Well, either way, I, fantastic. So that means that that Chet Lawson does the voice. I and I think I'm, we uh, hang I, on. What? <laughs> I'm so confused. I I think what, I'm pretty sure Chet won that. <laughs> just at the end, <laughs> he was. Uh, it was um, the answer was Walter Frey, the actor David Bradley, who was also the caretaker Filch in Harry Potter. And I just had to check because Charles Dance is the kind of actor that might have been in Harry Potter, but I don't think he was. Yeah, it was just felt like a safe guess. I'm going to supersede uh, what the stakes were that we determined off air, which was that the loser would have to do uh, the voice of the week. And I just want to hear Lyndon do the Bane voice again. So, uh, Lyndon. Oh, well, I can only do set phrases. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I can't well, welcome do to my fire life. rises. Welcome to my life. <laughs> um, so each week. I was born in the dark. Oh, he's ready. He's getting warmed up. Each week, we, uh, we've we now been asking the listeners to help us uh, grow the show by leaving an iTunes review because it does help. And since we've done that, we've we've gotten like 30% more uh, reviews. So, so thank you so much to everyone who's done it. Um, and I think what's helped is the different characters that have found their way yeah. into Down the Hall Studios to, uh, to, to ask that. So this week, um, Bane. Bane's going to ask the listeners to help with that. Um, what am I saying? Please leave a review. Um, please leave a review. Uh, Bane, I don't think Bane would say please, would he? No, you don't have to say please. <laughs> leave a review. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's really the fire good. rises. Um, <laughs> Just throwing in Bane quotes. He's not even saying it. <laughs> Why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane? I know um, you just... Leave a review. <laughs> then you have my permission to die. <laughs> As someone... As someone I like who it. continue to use Governor of California, <laughs> I know that the crutch of trying to remember the one thing you've imi- you've imitated before. Yeah. You, I can't go outside that. Well done, well done, Bane. All right, so uh, so speaking of comic books, so we've been doing this thing for the last several weeks now, and and it's been actually interesting, Rodney. I don't think I told you this, but gotten messages from different listeners saying they're doing with doing this with us, which is watching all of the. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, one week at a time, all 18, leading up to Avengers Infinity War, which will be uh, coming out this, is it May? I forget the date. I think it's May. Um, yeah. And so we've been doing one week at a time. And uh, and Lyndon, what was the one we were supposed to have watched this past week? So last week was week four. Oh, was it week four? Mm-hmm. And was it four? <laughs> four. And four. For those four of you and four that were at week four. by the accent, that was number four in the movie <laughs> Thor. As in the Norse god. Uh, Rodney, what do you think of Thor? Um, you know, film, I'm a little number. confused on the premise. Uh, I think he's an, he's an attractive man, but what, he's what? He's came from a different sphere, right? Do you think we asked you what you think of him sexually? No, well, I just thought that was that was the thing that got everyone through it, right? Like, no one watched that for the merit, right? Well, it's directed by Kenneth Branagh, got Anthony Hopkins in. It's got a good cast. Natalie Portman was in it. Um, yeah. 
it's always nice to look at. I've never, I've never quite it's... understood how people get duped into being in these movies. So far, Rodney is just listing people who are in the movie and commenting on my lack Chris of Hemsworth's physique. I just, I have a hard time with these things because I don't really know. I can't really. What was the point of the? What happened? I'm yeah, not going to explain to you the premise he, of he Thor. Like, he got kicked out and then had to go back up or something, right? All right. Earn his way back in. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Is that so what it was? What's the movie this week, Lyndon? So the next one would be Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm. Uh, so that would be week five, which is not one of my favorites. Chronologically, so you... storyline-wise, the first, the first of all. That. Yeah. yeah Chronologically, two, the right? first. But the World. fifth film to be released. Correct. Correct. And yep. Do we see Chris Evans as being like he's a really he's really thin in the beginning of this, right? Yeah, intentionally, like CGI thin. Oh, he's CGI thin and then actually strong. Yeah. What is happening? Why is what <laughs> what uh, what do you watch these movies and think? I'm just always curious. I I'm always curious, like how when how they're get, finally going to take their shirt off. How do how do you get those physiques and whether Wait, or not so- there's whether they're <laughs> artificially enhanced or not. Chet's question was like, what are you thinking inside your head most of the time? <laughs> what, what game show is going on in your head? <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Captain America, First Avenger would be next week. Um, and for those who have been doing this with us, uh, you can leave your thoughts on these different movies and uh, take this moment too to say you can find us on Facebook where you can contribute to all of our conversations. Also on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys. Uh, right now, we're going to get into our uh, our honest thoughts of the movie Me Before You. And since that would be rather spoily, we just like to give you that uh, that heads up where you can sign off now if you wish. Or if you want to join us in that conversation, uh, we'd love to have you there too. But like I said, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. You can also go to our website and recommend movies for us just like Ivy did with this one. I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. Okay, gents. Um, spoiler talk. What did you think of the ending? It seemed to be something non-conventional, but made it conventional at the same time. Because where you had the kind of saccharine, a little bit ending of her sitting in Paris and writing a letter. Now, right, he's kind of financially sorted her out. Right, uh, but actually going through with what happened at Dignitas, that's not something you see in romantic films very often. Right, and I, and I. I feel like that's what caused. I mean, there's some controversy about this movie, right? To, yeah, right. I mean, uh, yeah, how it could be conceived as glorifying, almost it. offensive to people with disabilities. Right. Speaking of offensive, do you remember what you called this movie, Rodney? <laughs> what the original Suicide Squad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, wait, did you guys know? So this is obviously based off a novel, and I found out that there is a sequel written. This is true. There's a sequel written called Me After You. And I read the premise and Amelia Clark's character in Me After You gets in an accident and is then wheelchair ridden and then basically has to go into a relationship where she's like on the receiving end of the care. And in my thinking is like, well, you kind of just created a new character because it's like you wanted the female to be like you wanted the female to be the one who is handicapped. So that's a character with distinct features. And instead of like you, instead of creating a new character for that, you took an old character and just kind of 
handicapped her, which I think means like to me, I was thinking like it feels like she's kind of riding off the success of the first book. What by all means, go for it. But I was like, I don't know. That just doesn't feel. I like, like the idea of a written so character good. riding off the success of their previous version of no, themselves. No, the author, huh? The author. Oh well, yeah. I mean, the author's yeah. But I'm saying like. But- how many sequels do they just like press the reset button to like do the same thing as the first film? That's quite a new idea. <laughs> just keep changing the grammar. Me before yeah. you, me after you, me with you, me Man. under you, which was one of the Fifty Shades books. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. I thought the idea that uh, I, I definitely didn't expect it to end the way it did, though. I didn't expect. You thought he was going to come around? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I. I think that's what you're, you know, the movie's building towards you're hoping for, mm-hmm. right? And he does fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I. I don't know. I thought, I thought for sure that obviously that was the intention that we would think for sure that it was going to go a certain way. He did clearly care for and fall for her, and probably you know I think it's believable in the movie that that made it harder for him to make that decision. But then at the same time, there's a part of you that goes like, wait a minute. <laughs> I guess I'm having a harder time believing that you guys truly, truly fell in love in the sense of what we believe movie love to be because. You kind of still decided, like, oh, I'd rather be dead. So there is, a, like, that was that, in my head. You know, that was a great inner monologue. I enjoyed that. Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <Jeez. laughs> it was uh, when I when I watched it with Rodney in the in the theater, or the cinema, as you would call it. Uh, it wasn't an inner monologue. He just started saying that out loud as the movie was going on, <laughs> and he extended a finger up in the air. Wait a minute. But I did think that that resort seemed magical. I would love to go to the place that remember where they like watched the storm on the beach and like they had like open, like open air. Oh, that, that seemed great. I would love to go there. Is that Hawaii? Where were they? I don't know. I don't remember. No, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Well, that's how, that's how I ended on a thud. <laughs> All right. Um, so another movie night pick, uh, and we look forward to next week where we actually have yet another interview dropping. Ooh. Uh, so, uh, that's Lyndon and here's Rodney. I'm Chet and we will talk to you next week. The fire rises. (laughs) 